0: A lot of people talk about being a six-figure trainer, and I say a lot. You know, that's that's just a number that sounds really enticing to, to me and to to others, uh, especially when we're talking about basketball training, which again is <laughs> a, a business that you don't think of being as lucrative. It's a it's a passion. It's a something you do for the love of it. Now, you can have shrewd business acumen and be really wise with how you set your business model up and plans up to where you do profit pretty nicely off of it. There's so much that goes into that. And there's so much that goes into actually being a six-figure trainer. And even then, when somebody says they're a six-figure trainer, are they talking about gross revenue, meaning how much money they made without taking away expenses? Are they talking about net profit? how much they have left over after they consider the gym costs, the trainers they hire paying themselves, tax, but before, well, not taxes, taxes is afterwards, but basketballs, equipment, uh, all that stuff, advertising, marketing, website fees. Are they talking about the money left over after all the expenses? And even then, even then, it's like, if they're talking about gross revenue, then what's the net profit? What's the percentages? And the thing with this game is, you can't see the score. If we're playing one on one king of the court and we're playing five on five, it's great because you can see what the score is and you can have some checks and balances and you can compare in that sense. And which comparing is not always good, but we literally, if you play basketball, that's how we came up. We, we compared. We loved that. We, we thrived off of that. And it's, it's not the same when it comes to basketball training. People can posture all they want to. You don't know how much debt they went into to start their basketball training business. You don't know what their profit and loss statement looks like. They could be losing money every single month. They may have had somebody who poured money into their business. You never know. You never know. So what I realize is you can – I feel like you can tell who the winners really, really are by how they talk, by their setup, by their knowledge. I get irritated, and I hope you have some – Uh, reticence to listen to people who just pontificate posture and give theoretical or conceptual knowledge. But in the reality, you know, they really aren't doing what they're saying. It's really easy to say something, but it's harder to do it. And I don't like coming on here and and talking like I'm big dog uh, because I'm learning from everybody. I want to listen to everybody until they start conceptualizing. And I know that either A, they're not practicing what they preach Or B, they really don't know what they're talking about. So all that to say, there's so much stuff that goes into being a six-figure trainer, whether you're talking about gross revenue or net. If you're netting six figures, (laughs) please DM me. Please talk to me and please let me know what you're doing, how you make that work. And second off, why are you netting that much in the first place? Well, why aren't you investing some of that or a lot of that? back into the basketball training business. So I'm curious to know what that looks like. And I'm just wanting to encourage you. I want to encourage you to question those, not literally, don't ask them this unless you just can't help yourself, but always wonder, always ask yourself, are they talking gross revenue or are they talking net profit? Because that's a big difference. And either one grossing that is, is a challenge in my opinion, Netting that I said grossing that requires a lot of a lot of balls to be in your court. <laughs> it requires you to have your I's dotted and T's crossed or just a good plan, charging enough, having enough clients, having decent enough administration to have good retention so you don't have to keep prospecting for new trainees. Having enough gym space. There's so many things that need to be in line that need to be in place for you to be able to be consistent enough to actually gross that. <clears throat> so <laughs> that's gross. Talking about net, my goodness, if you're netting that, then you're, you're balling. You're big balling. And we need to talk. We need to get on an interview, a podcast interview. Uh, more so a rant when, when somebody talks about a six-figure trainer. I'm sure we'll have a conversation about this more. And I'm sure I'll have another podcast episode about this uh, it, look yep, it feels good and I think I think as basketball players you you always it's always nice to be able to reflect on some accomplishments and achievements you had uh, for me, I know i I always miss the camaraderie and the chemistry that I have with my team that I had with my teammates. That's what rings or stands uh, more or is more standing than the accolades. I remember that more than anything else. With basketball training, something that I, or in business in general, something that I've questioned is, you know, if you are netting 100000 or whatever the, the amount is, whatever we are netting, why would we not net less? Why would we not put more into it? Who are we? What status do we want that, we, that makes us operate the way we do? And I've been asking myself this question. Nobody's, I'm not sharing my, my P&L or my balance sheet or any of my numbers really with anybody. So why am I so tired of having the profit margin being a certain percentage? Uh, and there, there's there's probably no really good or right answer to it. It's just a question that I've wanted to ask because a lot of people, are, you know, especially Gary Vee, always talking about, Investing back in your company and putting back into it, which is reasonable, which makes sense. Uh, I'm not as crazy as he is to that extent with putting money back into everything, but it makes sense. It makes sense. And, you know, a lot of things we do is because of status. A lot of the marketing, the content we put out there, the way we operate a business, how much profit we keep it's status. That's whether you want to be the person who can say you are a six-figure trainer or you want to uh, be against the person who does it for money. Some way or another, it comes back to status. So my rant's almost finished. Just wanted to make you guys aware that everybody who says they are a six-figure trainer, they may be telling the truth. They may be lying. Uh, One question that you should always ask is, is that gross or is that net? That matters that matters. And the biggest thing for me, I guess, where the irritation comes from is mainly from those who give advice, give feedback that A, don't really know what they're talking about, or B, are just speaking from theory or conceptual knowledge, which is not always bad because sometimes that advice is solid, is really good, and is helpful. Uh, just not just not from an authoritative standpoint. That, that irks me. And at this point, I think we all want real knowledge, real experience, somebody who can actually tell you how things that work for them that have case studies. So I'm done. That's it. Question people. Check them. Ask them what they mean. Ask them if they're real. Ask them if they're really about that life. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We're want to start getting more interviews. Oh, got one coming up pretty soon with a guy named Pete Monder. He's about that life. <laughs> we have a really good conversation about what it takes to have a successful basketball training business and it's very very practical very uh, business heavy business rich in in its in its content so can't wait for you guys to be able to listen to that take care